Hey guys, before we jump in, I want to invite you to follow me on socials. You can follow me on Twitter at what I will say pod, on Instagram at what I will say, also on TikTok at what I will say, and of course, what I will say.tumblr.com will take you to my blog where you can keep up with my day to day pop culture takes. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Just search what I will say to access hours upon hours of bonus content, our secret community Discord, and so much more. Or if the Patreon is not for you, you can give us a five star rating and a good review, or even just tell a friend about the show. All of those things help us out a lot. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Folks, well, with all that said, today I'm joined by Kara, and we are going to be talking about Camila Cabello. Now, right off the bat, like, Kara, first thoughts on Camila? Um, she's pretty irrelevant. I was not a Fifth Harmony fan. I didn't really know much about them, but I did know about Lauren through gay osmosis because I knew she came out as bisexual years ago when I was, I think, still like relatively young. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't quite something as many people were doing yet. And I knew she had a girlfriend named Lucy. Um, Mm -hmm. But other than that, I did not keep up with any of them. But Camila kind of entered my radar when she started dating Shawn Mendes, and they released that horrific video of them making out. (laughs) And that was my first actual impression of her. And I know there was also a bit of talk on social media a couple years back that she had said racist things on her old blog and that Mm -hmm. was kind of brought to light but other than that i don't think i know tons about her on any sort of personal level now a few things i'll say about this series guys we're doing four episodes on fifth harmony hey guys it's cam coming to you during the edit i just want to say i'm going to try my very 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 best to get the lauren episode to you guys next week one week from today when this airs but there's a chance I won't. I'm traveling some next week. It's just going to be a tight week with research and recording and everything. So if I can't get it up on Monday, bear with me. It'll be up on Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll keep the blog posted on what the plan is. But just wanted to let you guys know that now. Okay, bye. And I mentioned this on the Patreon. If you guys want, I can split the episodes up. So first we're doing an episode on Camila. And there's a lot to say about her. And of course, we're going to talk about Cameron and theories surrounding Cameron. And is there music about Cameron? And so for those of you who don't know, Cameron is the ship of Camila and her Fifth Harmony bandmate, uh, Lauren Haregi. And then we're doing an episode on Lauren. So a few Cameron things we're going to talk about in the Lauren episode. And we're also going to talk about Lauren's journey to fame. Then we're talking Normani. Then we're going to talk the other two girls and scandals within the group. So Camila, we are going to talk about the controversy around her old tweets on an old Twitter account that were racist. She had racist reblogs on an old Tumblr blog. We're going to talk about that on the Fifth Harmony, sort of all the scandals and everything around them. We're going to we're going to address that there. So we're not getting into that on this episode, but we will talk about it. And if I miss a Cameron moment, it's possible that it's going to be on the Lauren episode. There's several, like some of the, there's like one that's, I think, in my little, you know, brain, I think is really good. We're going to talk about a few moments, but, but if I miss it, feel free to send it in and maybe I don't have notes on it, but I'll add it to the Lauren episode. Um, I'm still working on the notes for that episode. So that's going to be next week. So you can come find me on what I will say on Tumblr and, you know, shoot it over to me. Um, or like if you're on the Patreon, you can DM me, like whatever you want. I want to, or, or on Discord, if you're in the Discord with us, whatever you want to do. I want to make sure I include as much as possible because, guys, I have not been so excited about a group, a, a ship, a set of music, a couple celebs to follow. I mean, I haven't been this interested in something basically since I studied up on Swiftron and, and some of Taylor's surrounding ships. 
I came into this with like a lot of preconceived notions. I came into this with very much like a bias to prove one thing. And, you know, for, for people who think, you know, we ever at the pod, like approach something with like an idea and we only look at that idea and we only try and prove that idea. No, because I came into this with a very specific, like, Oh, that's like a fun little theory. I'm calling this episode, the Camila Cabello conspiracy, uh, or Camila, Camila Cabello conspiracies. Because there's sort of like a bunch of ideas. And honestly, this episode ended up so long that one of them is fully just going to have to go to the 5H episode at the end of the series. Let's just jump in. You know, well, I don't really have many memories of Camila. I just always remember, like, I didn't like her. I just thought, nah, that's a mean girl. Like, that's, nah, that's like an entitled brat. Like, there was just something about her aura, her vibe, her Mm -hmm. look. I didn't like. And I will the say... The first one that comes to mind is kind of annoying for me. Yes. Okay, yeah. so uh, the first note I have. So after spending a lot of research on her, I actually, I found her very charming. I think she's very talented. And I did kind of a bit have my mind changed about her. Of course, there's been some very unfortunate things she's been involved in too. Like I said, we'll talk about it in a different episode. I'm, I'm, of course, not okay with that. But like... Just the package she's give, putting out there in interviews, in fan interactions, in her performances. Like, she's a good little pop girl in those specific ways. I'm not saying she's a good person overall, you know. I think, to, to an extent, I almost think the jury's kind of out on that. But that's also not, listen, it's not for us to sit here at the pod and say, oh, so-and-so's a good person, so-and-so's not a good person. We're just here to talk shit. So, talk, talk about the tea. So, um, my mm-hmm. first note is, like, Camila is, like, very earnest. She's very genuine, I think, in, in a in a certainly during um the x factor she i just felt like she was always really putting her heart out there and like very earnest because she's not polished uh my second note is she's obnoxious and she is a rachel berry tryhard and that's just simply true um she is she has a great big voice um she oversings things sometimes she she sort of goes into like this nas- nasally singing sometimes that is very attention seeking to me um sort of like well i'm in a group with four other girls but i need people to be talking about my voice mm-hmm. uh i don't know that she's doing it on purpose and like she certainly has a very good voice like she just does i don't know that she always wields it great i think she's probably gotten better with age about it in what this really stood out to me in one interview th- you know the 5h girls are getting asked like oh what kind of shoe would you be and the girls are like oh i'd be something nice i'd be a louboutin like you know i'd be red bottoms like they're saying and then camila is like kind of sitting off on her own at the end of the couch is like i'd be a croc and it's mm-hmm. just true camila is a croc she is goofy and you know she just sort of like she's the feeling you get when your friend shows up wearing crocs and i say this as someone who has two pairs of crocs you do um, i i do i wear them when i'm camping out backpacking because you can't wear your hiking boots or trail runners um after you're done hiking for the day your feet need to breathe out in air so crocs are lightweight and they protect your toes and they're like really great for backpacking and so then i just have them around the house and listen i might run an errand in some crocs you know it happens from time to time um but she is, she is a croc. I thought that was very self-aware of her to know that she's a croc, like know she's kind of a little oddball. Um, and yeah, I, I've got a few notes on her early years. She was born in Havana, Cuba. Uh, she spoke Spanish as her first language for a while before she learned English. She moved to the U.S. when she was six years old. 
one of the first things she got to do is her parents took her to Disney World. Um, her mom was actually an architect in Cuba, but when they moved here, she had to start over from scratch and she had to like rework her way up. I think she worked in like maybe just in a store, like a grocery store, or like, um, you know, mm -hmm. kind of a Walmart or something type store. But her mother worked very hard to give Camila the most comfortable life possible. Like Camila didn't even know that things were hard for her family at times. Her dad also literally had to swim across the river to get to his family after he couldn't obtain a visa because Camila and her mother had an easier time getting them because they were Cuban, but her father is Mexican. Her parents worked really hard to get her here. And, you know, in a documentary, I watched, you know, a little documentary spot on YouTube about her. Uh, she was just saying she was so thankful to, you know, what they went through to get her to this country. She grew up singing, but she didn't really think it could be her. She didn't really think it could be a career. Uh, her whole family was like a very musical family. They're always singing, you know, at dinner, at the end of a party, they'd all put karaoke on and everybody would sing. And But she grew up really shy and introverted. So according to her friends and family, but um, <laughs> what? That's not what I would expect to hear. Well, I kind of believe it. Like, I don't think she had many friends. They thought she was really shy and she wouldn't join in these sort of family singing events. But her dad would kind of notice she was like quietly privately singing along when she didn't when she didn't think anyone was looking at her and if her parents were like out busy and she could get alone she would practice singing she would like sing the karaoke and practice it so eventually she used her love of music in particular high school musical to help her make friends i don't think she really had any friends like i that's the thing i think she was shy and like, she needed something as, you know, excuse to sort of reach out and make friends. And so she'd have friends over and they'd, like, sing High School Musical together. And that's how she mm -hmm. made, she got herself out there more. And eventually she started posting videos of herself singing online. So, like, we have to go back. Like, this is the early YouTube years. Um, you know, just everybody's just out there putting stuff out there and or on Facebook or things like that. Did I know about it? Yeah, for sure. So when she was 15, she convinced her family to let her go to North Carolina to audition for the X Factor US. It's the second season in the US that the X Factor did. And her mom actually mentioned that Camila was obsessed with the X Factor. And when she tried out for the X Factor is when she met Lauren. So Lauren was 16. Um, she had a really nice audition. We will talk about it when we talk about Lauren, but... We don't actually, we actually don't get to see Camila's audition, which kind of leads to one conspiracy theory that this episode was too long, though, so I'm going to touch on it in the Fifth Harmony episode that we do. So they both heard each other's performances from outside the audition booth, and they were both impressed with one another. Uh, Camila and Lauren have talked about their meeting, and Camila's always sort of, she's called Lauren, like, really, really, really good at singing, and she's like, oh my god, and she was so pretty, I was, like, shocked. She's also called her hot. She said, oh, I thought you were hot. Like when she first saw her and um, just sort of always she's mentioned Lauren being pretty or hot a couple times when like at first sight. And Lauren's always been like, well, I thought Camila was really cute. But then I, I think Lauren like she she doesn't say this explicitly, but the message Lauren is getting across when she talks about meeting Camila is like, I didn't really think she'd be that much of a threat. But then I heard her voice and I was like, oh, like it doesn't matter that she she looks kind of like a cute little kid because Camila is like truly a baby. She's 15. Lauren's 16. So they're just, they're kids. I mean, all these girls were kids. Allie was 19, but the rest were all underage, like children. Um, 
And Camila and Lauren became friends right off the bat because they figured out that they were both from Miami. Lauren is Cuban as well. And Camila, again, has just mentioned being how intimidated she was by Lauren's incredible voice and then also her looks. So X Factor, I'm going to have to like say how the show works a little bit here. So first there are the auditions and they do that all over the country. And then I think like 120, maybe 150, I don't know. Somewhere in the low hundreds of people get selected and they go to something called boot camp. And boot camp is basically just a callback. Like it's a second audition. So boot camp was in Miami. And boot camp on the TV shows when we first start to get glimpses of Camila because we didn't get to see her audition. Camila was held as an alternate, which I feel like, you know, she did fine and they thought, oh, maybe there's a spot for this girl, but they weren't sure for sure. All the other girls' auditions got aired. In particular, Lauren's was really, really good. Um, so Lauren is like getting airtime, but Camila, you start to see her in like the background of shots or like making a face when someone sings. So boot camp is is just basically a second round of auditions. And then at the end of boot camp, all the Fifth Harmony girls got cut. And very quickly, they brought them all back. And they said, you know, a lot of the people who got cut got added into groups. So I think, I mean, maybe 15 people or so, maybe a little less than that, got saved and got created into bands. So there was there was a girl band, which was Fifth Harmony. There was a boy band. And then there was like a hip hop trio that got put together. Mm-hmm. Cameron claims they became like best friends at boot camp. So they met at the auditions, become friendly with one another, and then they sought each other out at boot camp again. And then at the end of boot camp, they get put in a band together, which is, I mean, really kind of magical if you think about it. So boot camp was filmed at the end of July in 2012. And guys, like, I have a bit of a timeline here, but also it's a lot of grab bags because there is no, there is not a really well put together Cameron master post that I could find that has dates of everything. I really wish everybody would give their ships the swift ground treatment like I did and make a master post, but not everybody, you know, has that kind of time or interest in doing that and who could blame them. But there's um, only so many pandemics. There's only so many pandemics and like so many like mentally ill driven hyperfixations that people in the world right. can come and find. So I understand that not everyone can do that. So after it's over, all the contestants return home. But of course, it was in Miami and Lauren and Camila live in Miami. So they are not going anywhere. And they actually hang out after that between boot camp and the actual show getting filmed. They have lunch at a place called Scotty's Landing on September 3rd, 2012. Um, And Lauren takes a selfie with her and posts it to Instagram with the nickname Cams or Camzy as the caption. Now... The thing, one thing about that is Lauren always calls Camila Cams and the other girls call her Mila. So Lauren has like a special pet name for her. That's something Cameron Shippers like to point out. The next level of the X Factor is the judges' houses. So um, to see if they're going to make it to live shows, they have to perform for the judges. The girls perform for Simon, who's their like mentor coach. And Mark Antony is like the special guest. And they perform a song called Impossible. And I actually think it's really, really good. You should go listen to it on YouTube. Um, and we'll see them performing that song like a few more times down the line, even years down the line. There's one time when they perform it. So the show goes on and there's ups and downs. And I think we'll probably talk about some of the sort of a few dramatic quirks that happen on the X Factor for Fifth Harmony um, on the Fifth Harmony episode that we're going to do in four weeks. But they get they start to get interviewed in these little like, you know, interviews they get an interview during thanksgiving 
and they get asked several questions like what would you be doing if you're home for thanksgiving blah 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 then eventually they get asked who's their celeb crush and camila says mine's lauren and lauren laughs and gives her a hug and this is sort of you know the first moment um not long after that the girls get the crush question again and camila says my girl crush and lauren looks like horrified and then camila says is fifth harmony at some point during this time it's still in november of 2012 the fifth harmony twitter account someone says who are your celebrity crushes and camila like takes the twitter account or basically like gives them a quote to say or i don't know who's running in at this point who can know but she says mine is lauren Hareggi. i don't know if you know her but she's so hot camila um so a lot of this harkens back to you know well, you guys are gonna find that that Cameron is truly a mix of like Larry, Kaler, a shell. There's so much a shell to me in this. Um, Swift Gron, like it is a mix of everything we've ever talked about and all the other ships we've talked about. Um, so this sort of harkens back to me to like Harry saying his first crush is Louis, which mostly to me seems to be a joke that Harry's just doing. You know, he thinks it's kind of fun. He wants a little attention, and he's not interested in like taking these interview questions which honestly it's no business who his first crush is or camila's first crush or any of these girls crushes like their children why are we asking this but it's just a question that interviewers ask i kind of like giving them a jokey answer but you know are we thinking like is she just saying this to get attention is the is this genuine because you know we thought well listen i'll always be open to harry having a crush on louis like i don't think harry's straight said this many times um, but we're a pretty big Larry skeptic. So like, is this the same thing? And this is where the first Camila Cabello conspiracy starts. Well, it's sort of the second one. Cause the first one is, is, did she have something going on with her bandmate, Lauren Hareggi? You know, conspiracy number one is Cameron, but then we're going to unnest a new conspiracy, which is, was Camila just a Larry and trying to make her own conspiracy ship to make herself more popular? Because it certainly worked out for Harry and Louis. I mean, particularly Louis, because like Harry is very talented. I'm sorry, like Louis, he's not the least <laughs> talented person in the world, but like I listened to his whole album Walls in preparation for the Larry episode. Yes. And like, listen, I mean, his song about his mom who passed away made me cry. But like, you know, a lot like he's not very good i don't think he's a great songwriter i don't think he's a great singer that's just my personal opinion i don't want anything bad to happen i think louis was really cute and funny on the x factor and that was worth something as well but like you know i don't think he has a great voice um so like i i is camila saying like listen i don't know if people are gonna like me or not but like i think camila's really insecure like is she thinking like well lauren's obviously the one with the powerhouse voice and lauren was like the group leader through the X Factor, mm -hmm. most of the time. She was always in the middle. She, I mean, when they did um, Stronger by Kelly Clarkson, she was the only one who could sing low enough, long enough. She sang all the verses on that. Like, she was very much the group lead. She spoke for them on behalf of them. Like, you know, um, Khloe Kardashian would be like, well, how do you girls feel about XYZ? And like, Lauren would be the one to take the question on up on stage. Um, Chloe was one of the hosts along with Mario Lopez. So, so there's this question of, is Camila just trying to get attention? And Camila was a huge One Direction fan. And in fact, when when she auditioned, we don't have footage of this, but she has like shared like, oh, this is how it went down. They asked her, what do you do when you're not singing? And she said, I would love to say something interesting, but all I do is sing karaoke and watch One Direction videos. 
So Camila was very much a huge One Direction stan. She also had a One Direction stan Twitter account, which mm. is kind of hilarious uh, it, because it it's just like, I feel like we're going to see more and more of this. Like Lil Nas X had a stan Twitter account that kind of got him into some trouble. It did. All yeah. our celebs these days, they're all going to have like dirty <laughs> secrets on. It sort of blows my mind that you would be in a position to get famous and keep your old accounts up instead of deleting them well she like i, I think she immediately <laughs> deleted i think she gave the handle away to a friend which mm. is so like of course she did like of course <laughs> she wasn't like oh shit let me delete this like she was like no my legacy my 1200 followers are like whatever she had <laughs> right um you know i feel like very, that's so like like younger millennial like gen z cusp almost like you know you can't let go of that online legacy because it's your whole life and particularly camila being like a 1d stan and also kind of introverted i think she spent a lot of time on tumblr she spent a lot of time on twitter she spent a lot of time on youtube watching one direction videos and there so this twitter account means there is reason to believe not only was she one direction stan but she was also a larry now of course anybody who is obsessed with one direction like by her own words knows about larry so we don't even have to like go beyond that like oh is she a larry shipper or, like what what if she was an auntie she knows about larry so that's all we would need to say like well maybe she got the idea of right. larry and is trying to lean into it now listener i will say this was the first sort of angle i was like oh camilla's a larry and there's nothing to this you know this is oh it's kind of like larry it was just fan service that you know they weren't actually doing anything behind the scenes so this is sort of the first unraveling of the conspiracy theory but if you don't like this theory just stick around because it gets deeper than this and i i this this is something i kind of have my mind changed on i'm just gonna say it her twitter handle was called ratchet and sassy and that was her her 1d stan um twitter i know i know it it's unfortunate like right off the stop right off the bat right but she did delete a lot of the old twitter there are retweets or replies that still exist um mm-hmm. and one of her friends those are uh, much harder to, to delete i think yeah i mean you can't if somebody replied to it so somebody replied right. to one of her tweets where it, she and the tweet also was replies to louis and harry so it's like mm. camille had tweeted this out to louis and harry okay. um did you really think it was real oh my god i'm laughing you were such a big larry shipper and i feel this is actually in may 25th 2013 and like this is they have met the guys by then like louis once tweeted like asking if camila was going to come to one of the shows like they were friends because fifth harmony was the the female u.s version of one direction like they were absolutely friends so are we basically thinking here that so so one of camila's friends was poking fun at her because she used to be a larry shipper and now she no longer is because She's actually met them and interacted yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't have full receipts, but that's how this reads to me. They said, that's did you, what I was getting from what you said. Yeah. Right. They said, did you really think it was real? Oh my God, I'm laughing. You were such a big Larry shipper. Right. And then right before that, they said, I'm crying. I, somebody else responded to this Ratchet and Sassy account, which I believe was Camila's. Like, I don't know if it's, a, I think it is proven because she apologized for some, racist tweets that were on this account 
So mm-hmm. I think she took ownership of it. They right. also said, I'm crying. I love you so much. The biggest Larry Shipper on earth as well. So this is again in May, 2013. So she's already met the guys several times. And I think she probably tweeted about something like, sorry, I thought you guys were dating or something at them from this account. And all her friends are replying and they're saying, ha ha. Oh my right. God, you're such a big Larry. And now you know, it's not real. Cause you're friends with them. Right. Um, That's what- to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, we do have a few Larry listeners. Sorry again. You'd be left. <laughs> no, no. So I got some nice responses that were basically like, well, here's your wrong. Well, you know, here's here's why I think you're wrong, but like, mm-hmm. thanks for being nice about it, I guess. Which, yeah, I'm always going to try and be nice to shippers here because if you don't, they'll kill you. But also, <laughs> you know, I've had my right. shipping moments, so I get it. But anyway. So, I mean, Camila seems like she was a Larry shipper. And um, you got to wonder, she's the one who started Cameron. All these, my crush is Lauren, you know, I I like her so much, whatever. Now, Lauren leaned into it a bit, and we'll talk more about that on the Lauren episode. But there's moments where, at the very start, where Lauren was kind of like, haha, Cameron, as well. Um, but Camila's the one who's, like, really seeming to push it. The question is... Is there nothing to this alleged crush that Lauren has sort of put out there? And is she just trying to follow the Larry formula? And that is what I set out to prove in this episode. And I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, no, I think there's more to it than that. And so with that, we're going to jump into a miscellaneous grab bag of Cameron moments. And Kara and listener, like, you guys tell me, is there something more here? Or is this an attention-seeking thing Camila sort of did that Lauren leaned into once in a while? Because, listen, teenagers make jokes. Like, I feel like so many of these shippers are, like, you know, 29 years old. And they're like, well, Harry wouldn't lie about his first crush being. And it's just like, (laughs) do you not remember being, like, a, a... a snarky teenager where like every other word you said was a fucking lie. Like, I don't know. I just, you know, right. I think a lot of people who were have that mindset probably didn't get out much as teenagers or but, just they communicate. Yeah. They certainly communicate in a different way that I did when I was 15 and 16. But I mean, we've had this fandom meta conversation again and again on the Patreon. If you want to listen, it's what I will say on Patreon. We have talked about Larry and just sort of, how shipper fandoms can just to me really miss the boat and frankly that is going to be the theme of the lauren episode um how shipper fandoms just they take something that could be awesome and they ruin it Mm -hmm. i think and i mean i try not to be harsh about that and obviously if you're a shipper who hasn't done anything that's super ruinous great we're not talking about you but there absolutely are shippers that take everything just to a level that ruins it and To me, they don't use common sense. That's just me. So here are some miscellaneous Cameron moments. And there's a lot. Um, So another big one is in December of 2012 at Jingle Ball. They asked Lauren who she's going to kiss under the mistletoe. And this is very similar to the sort of, my crush is Lauren. Camila, uh, you know, Lauren sort of takes a moment to pause. Because like, who is she going to kiss under the mistletoe? And Camila says, me! And then she's like, oh no. And like, everyone gives her i don't know we have to like coin this phrase like camila stop being a dumb bitch face like everybody looks at her and is like could you not be a crock for once in your life and lauren's like no like and she looks very uncomfortable and in a lot of these after that first my crush is lauren haragi you know my my first crush is lauren or whatever my celeb crush is lauren um where lauren smiles and laughs and gives her a hug after this a lot of it is lauren 
I'm sorry. Like, there's a lot of videos about Cameron, and a lot of it is Lauren um, giving Camila a weird face when she says something kind of gay or something flirty to her. Which I think, you know, that could support, listen, Lauren's not in on this. This is just Camila trying to be a Larry. I think that would be fair evidence to put in the Camila's just trying to make her own Larry pile. Uh, we're going to talk about two types of evidence, right? Camila's just a Larry or there was something more to Cameron. There's something, this is on Lauren's part, but I'm going to talk about it here. It's very early. This is what Cameron's called the look. Um, early in their career, they're doing like a live stream, very much like One Direction did a lot of the time. And Lauren is looking over at Camila, sort of staring at her, you know, and um, Camila turns to look at her. I'm sorry, I don't do much body language analysis. You guys know I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like, oh, she gave her a longing look or she gave her eyes because we are looking at people all the time. And if you put anything in slow motion and set it to sweet music, it's gonna look romantic. But this look I will give them. Love blossoms onto Lauren's face when Camila looks at her. Like, I don't do the body language analysis, but I do see just this adoration that's on her face. Now, could that be adoration as a friend or just like she's in a really good mood? I guess. But like, it is quite a look. Um, now, I'll go ahead and say as well, a lot of Cameron moments are like... You do have to understand Fifth Harmony as a girl group who is in their teens and they meet and they're living out their dream of becoming pop stars together. They are very high energy. They are always grabbing each other. They're always hugging. They're always holding hands. Fingers interlinked, you know, to walk from place to place. They're sitting in each other's laps. They're sharing bunks on the tour bus to watch a movie together. Like, they are all doing this at about an equal rate amongst each other. There's kisses on the cheek. There's hugs. There's dancing together. They're saying, oh, she has such a nice ass. She twerks so well. They're all saying this about each other. So... A lot of Cameron moments don't meet muster for me where it seems like something special is going on just between the two. And I run into the same issue with Larry, right? You know, right. they're always joking about, oh, I want to suck his dick. Oh, you know, I'm going to fuck him if I were a girl for a day or whatever. <laughs> Not saying that, that anyone a- would do that if they were being serious. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the thing, you know, but but there there is there's something about it. I don't know that it comes off as a bit more genuine and like nobody's trying to make homophobic jokes with five well, girls are a little different too to be honest right they're allowed that that kind of affection is right seen as more normal in the states as well like i think but i mean um, two guys being like yeah bro i would suck your dick like they're not being serious there whereas girls it's kind of harder to tell where the line blends sometimes between friendship and something more to it but you know uh, agreed you know it's just guys there, there's something a little more charming when the girls do it because there isn't this underline of, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we were gay? Oh my God, that'd be so fucking insane, bro. That'd be so weird. Ew. <laughs> like the girls are just really, really sweet on each other. And they do make a few of those like, oh, you know, ooh, like kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, girls looking up jokes amongst each other. And all the girls do lean into those jokes once in a while. Like, and we're we're going to talk about some, you know, okay, what is the girls just being a girl group and what is something special between Camila and Lauren? And I've really tried to pare it down to, you know, the stuff where it's, I'm sorry, it's just girls being a girl group. It's not going to pass muster for me, but that's just how it is. And And Larry has a similar effect, right? Like if it's just guys joking around and being fun and they do it with all of each other, which they all did, Larry, you know, Harry's talking about how he's going to Niall. Niall says he wants to kiss him, like, you know, throughout the years, there's all sorts of stuff. 
then it doesn't count as like good shipper content. And there's also a lot of Cameron shipper moments where they just have a funny interaction. Like they just, they're just talking to each other. So a lot of Cameron moment compilations are truly just Camila and Lauren being funny together. And it's not necessarily proof that they were anything other than friends, but the shippers like to watch it because it's a Cameron moment. So a lot of those Cameron moments that aren't sort of in my mind, like cracked out shipper evidence, we're not going to touch on them. But I, but as I said, I will give them that look. Lauren, I'm sorry. She does just look fully like, oh my God, I love you. Also, here's what's really fun and what I love about Cameron. Both uh, Camila and Lauren are on Tumblr and they're just interacting with people for a while. Like they had asks on, which is insane to me, but they, <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, I mean, what a world, but you guys know, listen, you know what we come from with our Swift Ground roots. We love a bitch on Tumblr and they both were. Mm. So actually after the mistletoe thing happened where Lauren gets asked who she's going to kiss on the mistletoe and Camila yells out me. Uh, somebody actually sent in an ask and they said <laughs> that's so insane i know they said interviewer and, and so they're saying like the interviewer said who would you kiss under the mistletoe lauren um you me and then of course oh no never mind never mind and the person says what lol like they're sort of they quote the interview back to camilla and then they say what and then camilla just says i'm embarrassing so they're like out here talking about it they're talking with people about it so the girls come in third on the X Factor. If you want more X Factor analysis, we're going to do it on the Fifth Harmony episode that we do at the end of the series. And they get signed uh, both to Epic Records and Psycho. So Simon's still involved uh, in January of 2013. Um, now they move out to LA. They all move to LA together. And in February of 2013, they they do all these covers like while they're living in LA like I guess they have a YouTube channel and that's just one of the promo things they do for the group so they're working on their EP uh, better together and they're doing different covers in the meantime so during Frank they're covering Frank Ocean's thinking about you Camila reaches for Lauren which I mean you'll see like it's kind of always Camila reaching out a lot of the time and they hold hands really briefly um it's hard to see it's like behind someone's back but like i do think it seems pretty apparent like camilla reaches out lauren reaches out there's like a moment where they hold hands um so this leads to a lot of cute moments where they're living out in la working on all this stuff um there's a moment where they're talking about animals and Camila's going on and on about how cute orangutans are and then lauren's like no they're not and camilla gives her like a pretty genuine slap on the arm so, you know, is that just friends or is that like, babe, you don't like my animals? I don't know, you know, but it's a funny moment. There's like sort of this obvious familiarity with each other where, you know, Camila thinks she can go slap Lauren for not liking her favorite animal. There's also an interview with Pop Dust in 2013. Camila claims that she is a picky eater and Lauren calls her out on it. She's like, oh, you won't eat anything like, and there's this, she's like, oh, you, you only ate salmon is sort of what Lauren says. Like Camila is a picky eater and Lauren's sort of calling her out and saying, you're lying about not being one. They go on tour with Demi, the neon lights tour, and we get tons of content. We'll talk about tour content, but, um, they are getting interviewed about this tour after the tour. We're going to come back to the tour and, the, I don't do a lot of like the hand brushes because like if you're absentmindedly if you're talking to someone sort of absentmindedly fiddling your hands you might move them like they group everybody together in a tight frame because there's five of them six with the interviewer this happens with One Direction a lot too like they're all kind of close together but it's just so they can fit all in the same frame but this one I do have to give the Camerons 
Um, Camila starts sort of gently brushing Lauren's fingers and it looks intentional. And then Lauren like yanks her hand away. So again, Camila reaching out, Lauren pulling back. Um, now you'd have to ask, like, is Lauren pulling out, pulling back? Because she's like, ew, don't stop trying to treat me like I'm your girlfriend. Like we're not. Or is she pulling back? Because she's like, oh no, they're going to discover our secret. And I think you can kind of fairly say either. Right. Sure. There's more miscellaneous camera moments. This is in, this is all in, um. 2014 lauren is giving an interview about fifth harmony's i think costume department and their different outfits and camila runs out in the middle of the interview and this is sort of like this is backstage somewhere they're all standing but camila like runs through a door and goes boo and scares lauren and lauren's like to me lauren's like obviously kind of irritated she's like you know she's being nice about it but she's like hey like hey little 15 year old i mean at this point camila's older but she's still a teenager uh, you know, hey, I'm giving an interview. And Camila gets this very sassy look about her. And she says, so what? I can still scare you whenever I want. And so Cameron's view this is like flirtatious, like, oh, girl, like, oh, babe, I got your number. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't care about the interview. You know, I'm going to come have a special moment with you anyway. And Lauren, to me, Lauren looks, it's just like, okay, bitch, like, can you chill for once in your life? Um, very much giving her like, Ugh, Camilla's being a croc. Uh, you know, face to me. That's how it reads to me. Lauren also turns 18 this year. And every time they have birthdays, they were posting essays about how much they loved each other. And there's one of these essays happens in this uh, for this birthday. But one funny thing that happens on Twitter is someone says, please don't let her pierce her nose. Cause now that Lauren's 18, she can pierce her nose. And Camila's mom responds and it's like, yeah, don't let them, you know, don't let her. I don't want her to. So it's kind of like, it's kind of weird for someone's mom to weigh in. But then they're also very close friends. I'm sure everybody's mom in that group was like a parental figure to all the other girls, right? right. Uh, but, you know, Camila's mom is sort of like, you know, so familiar with Lauren. She's saying, yes, yes, you know, this girl doesn't need to get her nose pierced. Then Lauren does go get her nose pierced. So I just thought that whole thing is funny. Let's go. We're going to jump over to 2015. They're getting interviewed. This is after their first album, Reflection, or is it Reflections, um, has come out. And of course, their first sort of smash hit song is Worth It. Now, I know you guys all know Worth It. Like, there's two Fifth Harmony songs everybody knows, and it's Worth It, and then Work From Home. So this is one of them. Those are the only two I know. Yeah, Worth It's like kind of a bop. I mean, they both are. Guys, one thing I've realized is I love a lot of these girls' music. Like, um, I do. I love a lot of Fifth Harmony songs. There's some absolute flops, but I love a lot of their music. And a lot of Camila's music is really, really good. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Lauren and Normani also both have some great songs. Diana and Allie, not so much. But there's a reason Diana and Allie aren't getting their own episodes where Camila, Lauren, and Normani are. Um, So they get asked, would it be worth it? They're playing this game. They're saying, oh, is this worth it or not worth it? Because the song is worth it. And they're promoing the song. And the interviewer asked, would it be worth it to marry your celebrity crush even if their family didn't approve? And um, Camila immediately is like, worth it. Like, yes, I'll do it. And she like holds it up high and proud. And everybody else is kind of like, eh, I don't know. And uh, the interviewer is saying to Camila, so Camila is kind of the only one who's super into it. Then the interviewer asked her, who would it be? And she says, I can't say. And he says, you can't say. And she said, I can't say, but it's important. And then all the other girls show they're not worth it. They're like, this isn't worth it. I'm not going to do it. 
And Camila is like shocked. She's like, what? Oh my God. Wait, am I the only one who was just like, absolutely with no hesitation? I literally was just like, and then she kind of shows her worth of paddle again. And then she says, wait, I want to make sure I heard this correctly. And then Normani's saying, well, your family wouldn't go to the wedding. And Camila's like still into it. She still says it's worth it. And Camila says, but it's real love. I would do that even if it wasn't my celebrity crush. Like if it was just somebody, you know, she's saying, if it's love, I'm getting married to them, whether my family likes it or not. And then Lauren says, well, he just said it's your celebrity crush. I'm not down for that. And Camila says, oh, so you're assuming that you wouldn't be in love with your celeb crush. And Lauren says, well, it's just my celebrity crush. It has no basis in feelings at the moment. It's just like you wouldn't marry your celebrity crush because it's just your celebrity crush. And Camila says, oh, the thing is that I would be in love with my celeb crush. And Lauren says, I'm not in love with mine. <laughs> so, like, I feel like Lauren is, like, thinking of, you know, one of her celeb crushes that she's made public, like Rihanna or Zoe Kravitz, which she said, you know, she, those are some of her girl crushes, her celeb crushes. Good taste. I know, yeah, she does. I think Camila, I'm so, like, the Camerons say she's thinking of Lauren. And many times, publicly, a couple years before this, but still. She's probably but, thinking of Harry Styles. <laughs> I mean, probably. But, like, she's acting like this is someone she's fully in love with. And, like, there's something, you know, it's not just oh, I think Harry's so cute, or like, you know, whatever. Um, Brad Pitt is such a dreamboat. It's, she's yes, acting like- but remember, she's a Stan Twitter girl. Sure, yes, she's and they're like, all insane. And people go hard for right. their favorite celebrities. It's not quite just like, oh, yeah, that person's cute. It's like, I've dedicated so much of my life to this person. I mean, so. we say that as if we wouldn't let Diana Agron ruin our lives Ex and then thank you for it. Exactly, right? Like, right, her saying that, I'm like, yeah, me about Diana. But, so. to be fair to Camerons, Camila has said time and time again, Lauren is her celeb crush. And she's, mm -hmm. really, you know, so. Uh, is this... But, that, see, to me, that could go down and, yeah, she's just trying to get the Larry bait going, the Cameron bait going. Or could it go down as, no, she, like, is in love with Lauren and wants to marry her. So here's another sort of uh, moment, unknown timing. Camila is sort of fake interviewing Lauren, and she says, here's Lauren from Planet Green Eyes attack you. And as, as we love here at the pod, we love a pair of green eyes. Lauren does have gorgeous green eyes. And then at some point, Camila actually reblogged a picture of, like, Saturn with green eyes, like, photoshopped onto it. So, you know, it's Planet Green Eyes. So... That's something Camila liked to talk about with Lauren and talk about her beautiful eyes. Another moment, this is, I think this is earlier in the days. Um, they get asked to interview, describe Lauren in a song. And Camila starts singing and she starts singing Beautiful Eyes by Taylor Swift. Which, of course, of course, you guys don't even know. We're going to have so many Taylor cameos in this series. But, yeah. um, so she starts saying, your beautiful eyes stare right into mine. So she She's thinking about Lauren's eyes. And then Normani says no. And of course, they're all kind of like, why is Camila singing a love song about Lauren? Here she goes. And then Normani starts saying, twerk, 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 like one of the twerking songs. But Lauren does give Camila a hug and she says, aw. And she says, I love you. And then Camila says back to her, I love your eyes. So they are playing a game called Boss or Toss in one interview. And they say, kissing someone you're on tour with, is that boss or is that toss? Because uh, they have a song called Boss. I hate these song-related games. 
Camila chooses Boss with a lot of confidence, and then they all sort of choose Boss. But remember, they're touring with lots of people. Uh, they tour with a band called The Vamps, which Lauren actually dates one of the guys. They tour with someone named Austin Mahone, which Camila ends up dating. Um, so there's all sorts of people on their tour. There's not just the Fifth Harmony tour. Like, they're all on tour together. So um, they all sort of hesitantly eventually say, yeah, yeah, why not? And they, they, I think they'll all the girls say boss, but Camila is very quickly, yes, I want to make out with someone I'm on tour with. Um, there's a show, Cameron's love this moment. There's, there's a, sh a live show they're doing. They're on stage, and Camila was supposed to introduce Lauren, and she forgot. So then she makes a really big deal of introducing it. She calls her beautiful. She says she has the most beautiful emerald eyes in the world. So green eyes. So wouldn't it be interesting if Camila maybe down the road had a song that mentions green eyes? Maybe that'd be something to watch for, right? It seems to be quite a thing. And they have a cute little hug on stage. Now we're going to talk about a, a... This is like a girl group moment. And shippers have very much like misconstrued this to make it something it's probably not. But it is funny. This is So I think this is like a good example of like... People can be saying all sorts of wild shit. But you have to really think about the context and like... Does this prove my ship or not? So this mm -hmm. is the elevator. So there's all these jokes that were going around the Fifth Harmony fandom about the elevator and what the girls get up to on the elevator. I think at some point it was mentioned on Twitter or Tumblr and then fans started asking, guys, what happens in the elevators? What happens in the elevators? They, there's video of a fan asking Lauren and Lauren looks a bit guilty and sheepish, uh, you know, kind of a smirk. Um, uh, uh, what, Lauren, what happened on the elevator? And then they ask Camila and again, she won't say, she's laughing and she won't say. Uh, down the line, eventually, in an interview, Camila says that when the Fifth Harmony girls would get on the elevator while they were on the X Factor, it, the elevator in the house or the, the building or maybe where they performed, I'm not really sure if it's whatever, they lived in this huge mansion, it could have had an elevator, but also in the building where they performed, maybe, um, where they did the live f filming for the performances, uh, they would get on the elevator and it was three floors, so they would all try to undress and then put their clothes back on without being caught. So it was like this crazy moment for the girls. Um, also, it's reported there was a couch in the elevator. So Cameron's take this to be like, oh, Camila and Lauren were getting naked on the elevator. And uh -huh. me as someone, I love ships, but, you know, we're both very skeptical people. Like me as a, a skeptic, but an appreciator of ships, I look at that and say like, okay, obviously this is something they all did. And this is a fun girls bestie game that you would play with your friends i mean who hasn't gotten drunk and flashed their friends or gone skinny dipping and like it's not sexual at all it it's very much like camila and lauren are not going to get naked together on the elevator in front of their bandmates and have that be a part of their relationship if they're in a secret relationship you know it's sort of like there's there's sometimes where it's like you could say like ah look they were naked together of course they're sleeping together but it's like no they were all naked together and like this is actually behavior you wouldn't expect from people with a secret relationship like you'd think there'd be some modesty there now i i just take it to mean the girls were funny and played funny games i don't think it debunks or proves anything because you just are gonna if you're in a secret tryst you're gonna go with the flow and if all your friends are doing this you two are gonna do it too and you're not gonna act like it's that big a deal which that's how it comes off to me um but that's the elevator moment um there is apparently in in when they were on tour it it's alleged that cameron shared a hotel room together there's sort of like receipts like oh you know um 
I think maybe both their luggage was in a room or something. It wasn't anything I could verify, but the fandom says it happened. And Cameron's, I will say, they're decent. They're, you know, they're, I think, a little better than Larry's about... If something's a theory, they more say it's a theory. They don't just say, like, well, this is true. Sort of, you know, the oops high peeing on each other. Like, (laughs) they all just act like that's a fact. When it's, it's a fair theory. Very fair theory. With those tweets that sort of back up to them saying they met in the restroom. But, like... It's not a fact. And not all Larry's say that's a fact. Like, I've been in touch with a few who say, like, we don't say that's a fact. We just, it's a theory. So, but some do carry on as though it's a fact. So, Cameron's aren't bad about that kind of stuff. But, you know, I don't know. They're maybe not hitting the Swiftcron standard that I have tried to set for the ship of Swiftcron, which I know I don't own that ship. But, um, you know, whatever. There are some Swiftcrons who really go out into the deep end and say all sorts of wild stuff, right? Um, But... After there was maybe some receipt of like, oh, on Snapchat, they were both in the room or something, or oh, like you could tell they had both been in the room. Then Lauren shows up with a hickey. I don't know about the timelines. I wasn't able to verify this, but it's just alleged, right? Um, Also, they, I think they did a song for the Hotel Transylvania soundtrack, or for some reason they were involved with like the premiere of the movie. They're giving an interview and the girls get asked who they would be. Lauren says Mavis, and then Camila very excitedly says she'd be the human. In the movie Hotel Transylvania, the human is in love with Mavis. Um, we're going to get some Tumblr shit. So Lauren dated Brad Simpson of the Vamps for like a really short time, November 2014 to January 2015, I believe. Maybe it was a little longer than that. I'm not sure. Um, and while they were dating, Camila liked a post on Tumblr that said, you lost her. And now she lights up the night sky for her new lover because he recognized her as the moon. And you envy him. She could have been your moon, but you were too busy chasing the dimly lit stars. Now, two things here. Um, First, the moon is a Cameron thing. We'll talk more about that. But everybody says the moon. Camila sort of writes songs about the moon. And there's this picture of the moon and the sun making out. That was the Cameron picture. Both the girls, like, reblogged it or had it on their blogs at some point or tweeted it camila had a shirt with this moon sun making out and there is one moment where they wear matching moon and sun chokers i believe camila has a sun and lauren has the moon on so eh, you know i think they both just like like they're fucking you know tumblr bitches in 2014 like they just like these sort of symbology camila gave an interview where she said i always personify the moon as a girl or a woman and it's like my friend uh, you know um but the second thing i'll say that's interesting about this is like she's liking these posts that are like you lost her and now you envy him but i would say uh, some of camila's gay tumblr tomfoolery you have to wonder is camila taking this like oh i'm the you i'm the you know i'm the person that lost her and envies him so in this like i lost lauren and now she's with brad and i'm upset about it or is camila interested and liking and reblogging some of these like her posts with her as sort of the object of affection like sometimes a quote is just a nice quote or you've related to it at some point but it doesn't mean this is exactly what i'm going through right now in this very moment or like you know hearkening you know what we've been talking about with taylor lately and like 
if she's ever been with a woman, it's probably a secret woman. Like we love our ships, but you know, so I mean, who knows who Camila is referencing? Even if she's referencing a girl, it could just be a girl, like not Lauren. So mm-hmm. as fun as these little social media shenanigans are, we just have to remember like, yeah, it could be, but it could also be a billion other things. There's another reblog on Tumblr that stands out to people. She reblogged a set of lyrics. The first lyrics of the, the set are, I kissed a girl wearing a cross around her neck. Lauren did wear a cross. Um, I think a lot during their Neon Lights tour. She even, by her own words, said she wore it all the time. And it was sort of very prominent, like, kind of a cross chokery necklace. So, you know. But did Camila just like the lyrics? Did she see her as the girl with the cross? Did Camila ever wear a cross and reblog it because she's making herself the center of this reblog? Like, I'm the girl with the cross that somebody got to kiss. Mm-hmm. You know. But it's it's good. Lauren absolutely, prominently wore a cross a decent amount of time, especially during this tour. Um, the, Of course, what would be a ship? A ship would not be complete without a Cameron Kissgate. So this isn't exactly they didn't get caught kissing or anything. Well... There, there is a few instances I think we'll talk about on the Lauren episode where they might have, but, um, in 2014, April, 2014, Camila and Lauren, of course, went to go see the 1975 concert because what is a ship if, you know, without a, without a cameo from the 1975. And actually at one point, Lauren said that Matt Healy was her guy celeb crush. Yeah, that's pretty gay of her. Right? That's very gay-coded, honestly. That's a gay like, guy same when I was a teenager. Yeah, well. I would have said that, too. And Darren um, Chris is the other one. Ew, what's wrong with you? Get hell. No, not just me specifically. Every girl who used to be like, I love Darren Chris is gay now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody did tweet, which, of course, just like the Kaler Kissgate 1975. There's tweets and such. They tweeted, my friend who sat behind Cam's and Lolo said they were hugging and holding hands during the 1975 concert. And after that happened, Lauren tweeted, I cannot believe that actually just happened. Now, is she talking about the show or like, whatever. But they both reblogged. I think the next day, you you know, bear with me. It's hard to confirm dates and stuff. But according to the Camerons, and they do have some receipts, said they both reblogged a post that says, quote, she was laughing even as we kissed and kissed again. There was no better taste than someone else's laughter in your mouth. Um, so did they kiss that night? I, I don't know, you know, but you've got to have a 1975 cameo or it's not a real ship. I, I'm going to go ahead and say so. Let's talk about a woman named Chelsea Briggs. Chelsea Briggs is Cameron's Jill Gudowitz. So, uh, Chelsea is a host and video producer for Billboard and Live One, and she founded and created a something called Hollywire. And she interviewed the girls a good bit. She calls Fifth Harmony great friends of hers, good friends of hers. And she was always, she was one of the ones always interviewing them, um, like, even when they were on The X Factor. And it's just one of those little things that pops up on YouTube, like, well, I'm Chelsea and I'm here with Fifth Harmony, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's not, you're not a CNN anchor, but you're putting content out. Um, Now, Chelsea has had a lot of Cameron moments. She, I believe, was one of the ones, she was the first one to ever ask them what Cameron was. That's, mm-hmm. or maybe not the first one, but she did ask them to their face, like, oh, the fans say I've got to ask you about Cameron. Lauren, of course, says, eh, that's weird. Camila says, oh, it's cool. Like, Camila's like, whatever floats their boat. And, um, you know, uh, Lauren is sort of like, yeah, I guess. So again, like, Camila's into it. Lauren's a little, eh. 
Um, but Chelsea Briggs also asked Katie Stevens from Faking It, the main girl on Faking It, the girl with brown hair, about yeah. it because Fifth Harmony was on Faking It. I completely forgot. Wait, this. were they? Yeah, they are like they do like they they pretend to be like an '80s girl group cover band. I, I feel like they sing like remember that new kids on all. the block or something. Yeah, which of course, like, oh yeah, we got to bring faking it into this. Which that was such a fever dream of a show. Someday we'll have to cover it. But I know I like forget that, mostly about it. Exist like uh, it was just terrible. The premise of it is literally like our theory about Camila being a Larry and trying to get attention with Cameron. Right. Like <laughs> that's the premise of faking. It's like two girls pretend to date. But then one's in love so with, bad. which is literally like the theory that I feel like I've come with. Faking is just this podcast episode. We should call it faking it. But um, so the the interviewer is very much like, well, so you and Rita, who's the girl who plays the other main girl in the show, you guys, mm-hmm. people want you to date. So it's kind of like with Cameron, you know, you met Fifth Har- Harmony. Have you heard of Cameron? Like whatever. So she's bringing this up to other people, which is like very unhinged energy. But also, I almost kind of respect it in a way, like. Because she knows what sells and shipping sells, you know? Yeah. And Katie's just like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. You know, we're just friends, but it's fine. Whatever people think kind of deal. Um, She also is interviewing some fans at some point, And she asks them what's their favorite OTP. And they start giggling. And then she's like, are you guys Cameron shippers? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, I knew it. I can spot a Cameron shipper a mile away. Um, So she... uh, she did a lot of these interviews where she's like, oh, who's your celeb crush? Who's your girl crush? So, like, a lot of these come back to Chelsea. Now, <laughs> Chelsea, like, got canceled on Twitter at one point. Or just, like, a lot of harassment. Um, she, There's, like, a screenshot of her on Instagram liking, like, eight different Cameron posts. And people on Twitter are calling her out about it. And it goes too far. They're, like, freaking out at her. And they're like, you fucking cunt. Stay away from Lauren. And it's like, I don't know that we ever need to be... Like, I think we should just... Like, I do think Cameron Shippers took a lot of things too far at some points, and we're going to talk about that in, in the Lauren episode, and really not good. But um, I don't know that we need to be calling random women cunts because they sort of like a ship. Like, I don't want to be called a cunt for that. Like, whatever. Like, um, But somebody did DM her, and they were like, oh, are you going to... And I think this is after the band's broken up. So she's like, can you interview Cameron together? They're both going to be there. We need a pick. And she said, I'm going to try my best. Getting a Cam interview, I think she means to say Cameron, but whatever, uh, would be would be goals. But she's not saying like, oh, they are fucking for sure. I know it. Like, she just likes it. I don't know. Maybe she... Maybe as a professional, you shouldn't be bringing it up that much. But then like, I couldn't do what I do, right? So, um, but she just loves Fifth Harmony. And eventually, in 2019, she did say, we have to, she tweeted, we have to stop with the Cameron stuff. It's too much. Love you guys. It started as a joke, but continuing to bring it up is just disrespectful. We've all moved on. So, I mean, she did say, listen, we got to stop this. And now that might have been from pressure, particularly from Lauren's fans. Um, But she did say that. Just kind of a funny, Cameron's even got their own Jill Gudowitz, the sort of more high profile writer (laughs) and person in the industry who loves it. Um. And there's another moment about faking it where two of the stars are one's Rita and one I don't know who the other one is because it's not Katie because they say I is the initial. But I and Rita, I and R, which is Rita and somebody else on the show. Probably the guy? Yeah, maybe the the gay guy. Um, Or maybe the guy who plays Liam, the straight guy. I don't know. 
they are giving an interview and they say, oh, of course, remember the episode that Fifth Harmony appeared. Oh, it's the interviewer. Eyes interviewer. So the um, interviewer says to Rita, of course, we remember the, the special episode where Fifth Harmony appeared. But do you have any and do you have an anecdote to share with us after recording the episode with them? And Rita says, oh, yeah, of course. I remember that we got the memo saying they'll be they'll be on set for one week. And I remember um, I was counting down the days. When they arrived, they looked so natural. They're lovely. I'll tell you something curious that happened on set. I had to do a scene in Katie's room, in Karma's room. Karma's her character's name. Katie's room. And I found Camila with a guitar and Lauren singing. And I remember I joined them. It was a nice moment. So, you know, is Camila singing to Lauren with, you know, serenading her a love song on the set of Faking It, this gay-ass show? Ah, Whatever. You also have to know about Dinah. Dinah's another girl in the group, Miss Dinah Jane. Um, she's the captain of the ship. They call her Captain Dinah. There's a few moments where Dinah eggs on Cameron. We'll talk more about Dinah and her own dramas and situations on the last episode of this series. But she posted a pic with Lauren and she said, Lauren wants me. Lauren's high school boyfriend, a guy named Lewis, replies and says, false, she wants me. And then Dinah says, no, but really she wants Camila by Felicia. She also tweeted out at some point, hashtag Cameron feels. There's also a moment where Dinah put a picture up on Snapchat real quick. And it is of two women spooning on a zebra print bed. I sent you this picture. And to me, it's very obviously Lauren and Camila. It's certainly Camila. And I think it's Lauren as well. And like, it's on their tour bus. We know that because those zebra stripe Kurt, uh, sheets were on the tour bus on other snapchats so dinah puts up the snapchat and then she takes it down immediately but a few people got screenshots um it's definitely camila i mean the the way you can know is like the nice thing about fifth harmony is there's like some body diversity there they don't all look the same they're not all one body type you know they sort of run the gambit and that's really nice and i enjoyed that aspect of the group just there seems you know it wasn't just all one look of like very very thin people right mm-hmm. there's some diversity there which was really nice and um but it's very obviously camila's body and it looks to be lauren's too also the shirt that this so there's the spooner and the spoonie camila looks to be the spoonie and then the spooner behind her the person in that shirt lauren had that shirt it matches their skin tones it matches their bodies like they're spooning it just is them i'm i would bet money um so they that spooning is one thing they did with each other uh, and Dinah thought it was real fun to tweet that picture or put that picture on Snapchat. There's a few other Captain Dinah moments, but, you know, we don't have to go through all of them. There's also a moment where they get asked, who's the mom of the group? And Lauren at one point says, like, oh, I'm the mom. And then Camila says, I'm the father. And then she's like, oh, no, I didn't mean it that way. But that's just another, like, Camila bringing in to for no reason. Like, you know, at one point, Lauren tweeted in 2013, I need to learn how to speak Portuguese. And the next day, Camila tweeted, I love you in Portuguese. There's also a few pictures of, um, it, it, they've both got, they're at a party and they've both got makeup smeared all over the face or lipstick, the same shade smeared on their like nose and mouth. Were they making out? I don't know. Let's talk about if, if there's anything real to Cameron and it's not just Camila, you know, trying to get attention. 
we need to establish is Camila queer or not now of course we can't know for sure but you guys know we can get on social media and get into interviews and look for signs and the first thing I will say is Camila again and again and again insists on gender neutral pronouns or why are you saying it's a guy it could be a girl like when asked in many different interviews just always trying to say they have a son called monster and they get asked like what are you dating when you know what's it like to date a monster and she's like well when you're dating a monster or a bad boy or a bad whatever uh they're asked like what's the thing that a guy does that makes you crazy and she says how do you know it's not a girl again and again for some reason she does this many many times make it gender neutral you don't know that it's a guy you know it could be a guy it could be whatever she does this incessantly i don't know why at this point if she isn't queer it's just brutal but is she just i don't i i I just think, I do think Camila's a little bi. That's my take on it. But when she performed on the Ellen show, she had all these colors flash behind her that made out the rainbow. Um, <clears throat> during her tour for the Camila album, it, it appears you've kind of got a bisexual fly, flag vibe. I don't like these because I don't think Camila is a set designer. Um, I, I don't know that she's picking out these colors. I Even, even when it's Taylor, I just think colors can You're look good never- together important yeah right i just i don't think you know i mean i'll give them too i want to say sorry Mm -hmm. this is like an aside sure but like not that many people who are not very online um know the lesbian and bisexual flags like so when you especially if you're talking about a couple years back you see someone using a couple of colors that match that like i guarantee you it's not a secret message. I mean, the, the pride only- flags, like, they're good color palettes. Like, the bisexual pride flag, like, the blue, purple, pink. It's so pink pretty. Good. Yeah. It's just a nice. That was the lesbian flag. It's really pretty, too. Yeah. Like, the pinks and uh, yellows and all that. And oranges. Um, but, yeah, people don't really, didn't really use those, like, years ago. Not much. Not enough that I think most people would know of it. Um, I feel like the only one is the rainbow flag and then maybe the trans flag is a little bit more well known maybe um, yeah just because it is sort of i feel like something i've i've seen more than the other two the other two have gotten more popular in recent right. years but yeah to be fair camila is a very online person but i That's also i still anybody can put up a pair of colors and we don't even know that she designed it so i kind of discount i it's here the shippers have noticed it i'll note make a note of it but mostly Colors just look good together. And unless we had Camila saying, oh, I picked out these colors and there's a secret meaning behind them. If she said that, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's something, Mm -hmm. maybe there's a little something there. If we don't know she picked them out, if we don't know she designed their sets, even for Taylor, who of course does sort of pick out all the details of her tours or claims to, I still, unless she said, and by the way, there's a secret message in the colors that I chose here, then fine. But if they're not telling us there's a secret message, I don't know that we need to be looking looking for one. However, shippers are going to ship you're always looking for secret messages. So, you know, I get it. Um, She has some gay merch. She has like a rainbow shirt that says, don't you try taming the storm. I think I'm trying to read it. It's hard to see, but it has all these rainbow patterns on it. It has all these, it has like the little person symbol, you know, eight different times to make out the colors of the rainbow. And that was merch for her tour. She's also liked some gay stuff on Tumblr. We've kind of talked about some of this, but, um, now, one is just she liked the post that said, if a girl can pull off a beanie, she can pull off my shirt. Of course, 
Is Camila seeing herself as the one, the girl in the beanie? Mm, that one's much gayer. Sorry. That well, is way more than the I, other one about the yes, moon. Th- these two, there's two Tumblr likes here that almost, the next one is explicit, but this one is, does Camila see herself as the girl in the beanie? That, oh, you know, I'm so hot in this beanie. Or, now, Lauren did wear beanies a lot. I'm just saying, she did. Like, but who doesn't wear beanies? I don't know, you know. But No, that was the, the vibe back then. Like, that was gay. Like, it was like a Girls thing. and beanies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Tumblr gay thing. Yeah. So she did like that post. And um, another one is, the post says, what's your sexual orientation? And then it shows, like, a road sign that has all sorts of, it's, I think, been photoshopped. And it says all sorts of crazy arrows pointing all different ways. That's explicit, mm-hmm. right? That's, my sexual orientation is something other than straight. And maybe I don't even understand it. My sexual orientation is confusing. Camila did like that. So I, that's explicit. That's some good shit. Good investigation by the Camerons. And, it, and if Camila is just doing this for attention, the thing is, is I don't think she is because my read on Camila is she's incredibly earnest. That's just my read. But yeah. Um, one time she was giving an interview and Haley Kiyoko was in the interview as well. And Camila stops the interview to ask Haley Kiyoko what her sign is. That's some gay behavior. Um, She said her album, Camila, her self-titled album, wasn't really about boys. But then she kind of goes on to say, like, oh, it's just about, I don't know, I think, like, my path or so. So, Taylor about 1989. Yeah, yeah, so, but of course then, like, you know. um, There are so many Cameron blogs that are also like, and look, this is exactly what Taylor did. And they think that's good proof, but the problem is Taylor's not out either. But, I mean, fair enough. There's a lot of crossover between Taylor and Camila. She once tweeted, I think, from the Fifth Harmony account. She was like, hey, I read Cameron Smut. Is she kidding or not? I don't know. But then here's a really funny moment. When Boss was about to come out, their first single, Boss was a really big deal for them. It's not a good song, but it was their first. It's, it's obnoxious, but it is their first single. And they're all, like, trying to hype it up. And she tweeted out one minute till Boss, oh, my God, or one minute, oh, my God. And then she hashtag 5HBoss pr- premieres tonight. What a horrible hashtag. Mm-hmm. And then she tweets a Tumblr. And that Tumblr is a blog called Cameron-Smut.tumblr.com. And so everybody, she tweeted a Cameron Smut blog. But the Why? Pop, well, I feel like nobody followed up on this. But I went to the Cameron Smut blog. It is still up. You can go see it. Uh-huh. And the only thing on it is a link to Boss. And it says, waiting for boss, so excited. I think Camila made the blog or someone. She did it to get people to watch yeah. it. So yeah, here, that's what it sounds like. Because first this, of all, I'm sorry, no one, no one is reading like real person shipping RPF smut of themselves and their friend or hookup or even girlfriend because it's probably written by a bunch of teen- like it's too cringy i'm sorry like you'd have to be like really in the defense she said she did and camila was a cringy ass t- teenager this is earlier days but like, like watching I- it in a way where you're or reading it in a way where you're like oh this is really good i don't, I don't know. know i did she the, the thing is is any other celeb i would say you're right camila i would say i don't know yeah. that's just that's just my read on it but this actually example goes directly into evidence for this was camila's plan for attention 
for Larry. This was her own Larry she wanted because she's using it to hype up the single. The post on the Cameron Sutt blog said, waiting for Boss, so excited. And then they linked to the Ustream where it's going to premiere. And then they put it in the Fifth Harmony uh, tags, the hashtag Fifth Harmony, hashtag Lauren Haregi, hashtag Normani Corday, hashtag Dinah Jane, hashtag Ali Brooke, hashtag Camila Cabello, hashtag music. I think Camila made this blog to try and promo the scene. Or yeah. of, of, of Fifth Harmony Stan uh, did it and she thought it was funny. And, you know, the one thing we'll say about Camila is she loves her fans. She knows them all. She's very interactive with them. It's a bit of a Taylor vibe, but honestly, honestly, like more genuine. Like she'll get on a live stream interview with people in England and she's like, oh, hey, Sophie. Like she remembers these bitches. Like she knows them. So if a fan made this, Camila very, and even like sent it to her, she might have been like, that's so fucking hilarious. I'm going to use it. Because like she treats her fans like her friends to an extent. It's right. very, it's a Taylor vibe. But honestly, in my opinion, more genuine. Right. Um, now we're going to talk about the best gay Camila moment, which is, I mean, I honestly, like, I honestly can't even believe it exists. But this is in 2017, after the band's broken up. She gets at, she gets, she does this little thing called the Camila Dilemma Show. So she gives advice on, you know, different stuff. One of the questions is, um, one of the questions they ask her, my girlfriend wants our relationship to, uh, to be a secret because she's afraid of coming out. Can you give me insights or advice on what to do? Camila's answer. I'm going to read it all. She says, I feel, I mean, it's such a personal thing. I think she'll be ready to do that when she's ready to do that. And I don't think that you can push somebody because you never know what they're going through. You don't know what the relationship is like with her family. You don't know how comfortable she is with it herself. Maybe it's new to her. I think it's important to just make sure that she feels supported and just be like, hey, I love you. And hopefully she has a good support system that makes her feel accepted and loved. Uh, but I think everybody probably comes out in their own time. And all you can do is just make her feel supported and loved. And when she's ready, she will do it. Th and that would be a great answer. But then she goes on to say, but I've learned with stuff like that, in the meantime, all you can do is just love them. So yeah, just love her. It's just, why is she, what, what has she learned with stuff like that? How does she know? Uh, what relationship does a straight girl ever need to keep secret? Like, I, you know, you can never know. But she really takes a lot of ownership with that very gay question. She also gets asked, I'm secretly in love with a friend and I'm too scared to do anything about it. And she said, I wonder if they know because I feel when I like somebody, it's written all over my face. Honestly, life is too short and I've learned not to take stuff too seriously because sometimes you never know the person you might be in love with them and you think they're so amazing, but they don't really know what it's like to be in a relationship, but you don't really know what it's like to be in a relationship with that person. Uh, what if you're in a relationship with that person? And it turns out they're not the right fit for you. And she just goes on to say, you know, put it out there say hey i like you but she certainly has a lot to say about being in love with your best friend which th that's a queer theme right so those are some really good moments particularly the first one of that dilemma what do you do when your girlfriend doesn't want to come out and she says i've learned with stuff like that what have you learned camila like what is that that's my favorite sort of <clears throat> gay Mila moment there's also i'm going to talk about the blink twice moment the girls get asked if they're single and camila acts really weird about it 
and um, she gets asked if she's taken, and she keeps sort of regret, re uh, rejecting the question. She's trying to change the subject. The interviewer sort of gets in front of her, and he says, blink once if yes, blink twice if no, and she still she keeps acting super weird about it. And that would be one, th okay, she's evasive about, you know, these relationships, or, you know, this this question for the first time in her life. She's usually very quickly to just be like, no or yes. She answers questions fast, but this time she doesn't want to. But this blink twice, that's going to bring us to Camila's gay-ass music. So the crazy thing about Camila is she writes all this gay music, some of which is unreleased. Now, I was surprised by two things. I was surprised that she absolutely is out here writing her own music. Um, she plays the guitar. She, you know, definitely writes her own songs. Wait, now, let me interject right away. Okay. This is a theory I've been working on the past couple of days, but straight women do not play guitar. I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't think, I mean, there are some people who are super musical, like that play lots of instruments and whatever, sure. Or like if they really do sing, like that's normal to have something to accompany it or whatever. But I was just thinking this the other day and I, I was talking to someone about it and I was like, I don't know any straight women that play guitar, but I know a lot of gay women who do. No, and I, that's really a really yeah, good point. I don't think I know any. I was really thinking about it and I was like, I haven't personally met Bro, one, to be honest. No, I'm literally flashing back. Okay, there was this other yeah. girl in my high school that seemed really, really gay to everyone. And even once we got together, like after college, there was like a get together I was at. And I asked her, I was like, are you gay yet? And she was like, right. like whatever, rolled her eyes. Okay, she played guitar really well. And yeah. she totally finally came out and is like married to a woman now. Dead ass. Dude. I'm telling They're, you. I was thinking about it because I was thinking about my friends here and mm -hmm. I don't have any straight friends in Chicago. Um, mm -hmm. Aside from these two girls I used to hang out with when I lived in the suburbs, but I don't really talk to either of them anymore. Those are the only straight girls I know. And my roommate, although verdict's kind of out, but none of those three play guitar. Now, almost every single gay woman i know at least a little bit i'm not saying you have to be really really good but they own one and they can you know play some chords or whatever i you play um i play who else like there's just so many people i know and i'm like it's always a gay girl thing i don't know any straight girls who do i to feel be fair, I, honestly, I don't know a lot of straight girls but i used to be friends with mostly straight women and yeah. none of them played guitar no i'm trying to think about the women in my life i know that play guitar and like the first girl was that girl lizzie um, uh, -huh. uh, that comes back to me. And then also my ex-girlfriend, I got her a guitar and she learned a few things. Like, of course <laughs> I'm trying, I'm like, no, none of you bitches are straight. Like, no, I, exactly. I, I really, right? I feel like, and I feel like that is such a gay girl thing to do. Cause what, what is you it about it? You're going to serenade a girl. Well, that's not like the only reason people play. Well, that's the only reason I learned to play. Okay. Well, I assume the only reason you learned to play. No, I've never serenaded anyone. <laughs> I can't sing. Me neither. <laughs> I still do it. I don't. I don't sing. But yeah, I, I really was trying to wreck my brain. I was like, this is my new theory. And try and prove it wrong. I'm not saying there aren't exceptions. But generally... It's the exception that proves the rule. Like, right. Of course, like and I do think if you know a couple people who are just very, very musical... Yes, they can pick up sure. instruments. But if you're one instrument or like your main one is guitar and you're a woman you are gay and i feel like if in ninth grade you were like i need to take guitar lessons or like anytime beyond that yeah yes like, 
that's a very like oh okay so you're gay that's exactly it's i think fact. you're right i think yeah. you're, i think at this point we're past theory and we're into confirmed fact so I camilla agree. does play guitar so I mean, all of this is confirmed at this point. But she, I, I was surprised that she writes her own songs. But she like absolutely does, and it's not mm -hmm. just like she gets a writing credit because she's in the room or whatever, Joe Alwyn style. It's like she has all this unreleased music that she was at like fifteen, sixteen recording in GarageBand, and it's not amazing. You know, it's it's not mm -hmm. Grammy winning shit, but some of it's genuinely not bad for a fucking fifteen year old writing right. music. So, and I have some more thoughts about like why she wasn't allowed to write on or write on much of Fifth Harmony's music. And I feel like there's some misogyny involved and like, we're gonna talk about that in another episode, but um, she like wrote music. So let's talk about one of these songs. And this brings us back to the Blink Twice music. There is an unreleased song called The Exchange. She said it to, and you're gonna love this, Treacherous. Uh -huh. Oh. So it is the chords of Taylor Swift's Treacherous. It is called right. The Exchange. And it's really cute. It's, I'll just, I'll give you some lyrics. So the first verse, she says, came across a picture of you and her online. She looks at you like she knows that you're bored out of your mind. I'm wrapped in his arms, feeling perfectly alone. But I know there's been a mix up because I wish his hands were yours. So come closer. Darling, I thought of a plan. Let me whisper so that you can understand. We'll be dressed in all black from head to toe. Only we'll know. And the chorus is, I think we should trade. Cupid told me he was drunk that day. And so he t shot two arrows the wrong way. I heard him say, I think we should trade. We'll tell them let's go on a double date and meet us up at six at the cafe. We'll run away and call it The Exchange. So this is called The Exchange. And this next verse says, blink twice if it's true. But do you think about it too? Um, you're out running with her. Uh, it tells me that you do. I know you do. There's beats that I've skipped when my head is on your chest. And you know if it was, were us two, it'd be cardiac arrest. Um, so then we are go through the choruses. The bridge says, now you know it's true. There's nothing like me and you. And you've been trying to say it ain't true. But it's starving me how I look at you. Uh, so, I, um... I love this idea of, I think we should trade, like, let's exchange our partners. I think it's really, really cute. There, now, Lauren has been involved with women. So the muse of this song is dating, like, a girl. Like, the person she's singing to is dating a girl. Um, but it also could just be a, a, a pronouns change. And I feel like it could even be, like, a little joke of Camila's. Because there's actually, we're going to talk about another song that has a music video where two guys that are going after her, she makes them go be gay together, kind of. So at one point, Lauren dated Brad Simpson from The Vamps. And I'm, I'm sorry, I don't 100% have the timeline down. It's Camila was dating another guy they were on tour with called Austin Mahone. Now, she and Austin, I think, genuinely only dated for two weeks. But, you know, it was just a little moment for them. Yeah. It could have been longer than that. I actually think it was only two weeks. Now, I, it, I, feel, I just feel like the blink twice if it's true. She's hearkening back to that interview where she was, like, really, really weird about it. And, you know, this is someone she's not with but she's crazy about and that's dating somebody else. So, like, I think it's really fair to say, like, oh, is this about Lauren? Because... 
it's just it fits right it's somebody she's into but not not with and it's somebody mm-hmm. she's sort of fantasizing about running off with but they're not together and she doesn't even know if they like her back right it's do you think about it too you know i think about you are you thinking about it as well like and also if it was us two it'd be cardiac arrest that is very much like everyone would freak out we would freak out maybe our fandom would freak out so that's the exchange um i will say camila and austin like uh, uh, at one point a magazine like said oh they're just doing this to like promo their music and camila's mom fully had like a meltdown on twitter and was like delete this she's crying we had to delete instagram off her phone because people are saying that like I don't know what <laughs> oh that my means, gosh dramatic but it's like an exciting moment for come austin or whatever we call that ship it was just like i don't i don't really know but um it w- i genuinely think they were together for like a month max so i just it seemed like a bit of nothing and i also think camila has in her art played with these guys want me know they're gay together if, like in a couple different ways so like i could could she have been saying i think austin and brad need to just go fuck and we can be together maybe um <laughs> Maybe not, but maybe. Mm-hmm. The next is Only Told the Moon. Now, this is something she she came up with a piano track on GarageBand and wrote herself. And it is crazy gay, like just queer coded. Now, she throws some male pronouns in at the end, but like, I don't care. Like, we already know that queer artists like change pronouns of songs. Like, that's just something that happens. If something seems very much like a boy crazy song, I didn't include it. And Camila has so much unreleased music. There's probably stuff I'm going to miss here, but only told the moon. Um, it's I'll, I'll give you some of these lyrics. Stay back, stay long, and you move on. I stress, come close, move on, please don't. So this sounds like sort of a back and forth, confusing, toxic thing. You know, mm-hmm. just, just confusion about who feels what, what are we doing? Um, she says, hello, how are you? How you been? Lately, I wonder how it feels to steal your kiss. Nothing much, just fine, I'm doing well. And you can read between the lines, but God, I fell. I only told the moon, tonight up on the roof. I told her that I'm scared that all my thoughts, they look like you. I only told the moon about the way you move. I asked her to please tell me if you tell her things too. This is so gay. Like, sorry, but First like... First of all, can straight people see the moon? I actually don't think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it in the lab that straights can see the moon. Right, exactly. So, mm-hmm. points there. Yes. And of course, the moon is supposedly a Cameron thing. There's sort of this thing with mm-hmm. the moon. And one wears, and like Lauren wore the moon choker, Camila wore the sun choker. There's this. Now, I will say, I didn't say this at the beginning, but um, somebody like posted the this this famous sun kissing the moon picture that is supposed to be the Cameron picture that they both like and they've both reblogged or put on their tumblers at different ways. Like I think it was somebody's cover photo at one point, but on Twitter somebody like posted was like, "Ha ha, Cameron, blah blah blah," and Camila was like, "This has nothing to do with that." So there's been denials, but there's also been, you know, just a lot of sort of things about the moon. Camila has said Camila in particular, you know, she has this thing with the moon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you like me or not. Does the, do you talk to the moon about me? I don't know. Come on, guys. This is gay shit. Also being scared. I'm scared that all my thoughts, they look like you. That is gay. Like being scared of your feelings. I'm not saying straight people can never feel that, but straight people can't see the moon. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like here's the thing. 
Okay, we're not going to do Sean Mila in this episode. I, I actually think we're going to have to like take a, a Fifth Harmony break for a few months and then at the end of the summer or something do Sean Mila. But I don't know how I fall on that relationship, but I lean towards real and perhaps it's like a, 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 a you know, when Kurt Hummel dated uh, Brittany during Glee like, and they made out. Like, yeah. it might be that. I'm not saying it's not. But if Camila's music is about Sean that she's writing, and it really seems like it is due to timeline and little interviews and little secrets and little moments they've shared, mm -hmm. then she's writing some very gay music about him too because it's, it's gay-coded. And we're going to have to do that in another episode because we didn't have time in this one. But if you guys want us to comment on Sean Mila, and honestly, I could use y'all's help in deciding how I feel about it. So I feel like that's got to be we take a break from 5-H for a while and then we'll come back to it. But um, she writes gay music. Like, she just does. And some of it really does seem to be about guys. But, you know, we'll talk about that at a later date. But um, the second verse is just silence, too loud, say it, not now. Like, come on. Come on. What are you not saying? Oh, you can't say it now. Maybe you can't say it because people are around. Like, come on. That's gay. Uh, but then at the end, she does, like, say the moon leans into me and says he told the moon. Like, uh, he's into me, too. I, so... But men don't, don't talk to the moon. Men, Get that's out the of thing. Here. Men don't talk to the moon. But I mean, this is a fictional like song. Like I don't know. You know, I feel like Camila. Like she's actually showing some pretty good songwriting skills in this, where she tells the song and then on the last chorus she flips it. She flips the perspective and makes it about you know. And that's like a nice little songwriting trick that I mean Taylor used it and she explains it in the last Great American Dynasty, where it's like. We tell the right. story, and now here's the kicker at the end. It's sort of a country music thing. I mean, anybody can do it, but. So that's Only Told the Moon. Now, how about a song called Like Friends Do? Now, this song is set to Everything Has Changed. And as you can imagine, a song called Likes Friends, Like Friends Do, I'm sorry, is the gayest shit. Let me give you some of these lyrics. We get drunk off hotel mini bars. Now, remember, like these girls are touring together and in, in and out of different hotels right um we get drunk off heartbeats in the dark and it's your head in my waist and i i also these lyrics are literally just trans transcribed from a youtube video because they're not official on genius so i'm not sure if it's it's your head in my waist could be something else but that's really gay if that is the lyric and the way this can taste and this is how it starts falling in love and we're singing 90s R&B. That is some shit Five Fifth Harmony would do together. Uh, and you ask me to be yours. I say friends nothing more. You laugh and say to me, what are you afraid of? Afraid of. I think I'm falling in love. Uh, you're the one I wait on. I won't surrender. What are you afraid of? The next verse is, so you say, I'll sit straight on the couch like friends do. And I'll stop touching your mouth like friends do. Sorry, this is the chorus. Because uh, I can't look at you quite like friends do, like friends do, like friends do. And you don't say my name quite like friends do, which Lauren calls her Cams. The other girls call her Mila. And I, I kiss your neck. Does it feel like friends do? So baby, say it again. I dare you. This feels like, like friends do. I, it kind of just all repeats. But that thing, you don't say my name quite like friends do. And also just we're in many bars and we're like into each other, but we're just friends and you have to sit straight on the couch. Like, I, it's insane that this exists, but I, I'm sorry. I'm giving this like the gold standard stamp of approval gay. And it's literally set to everything has changed, which is just I can't believe like 
you know, treacherous and everything's changed are the two Taylor songs that she samples from. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you hear that shit? Like, that's some good shit. Uh, okay, there's a song called Terrified. So, let me give you some of these lyrics of Terrified. This is another leaked, unreleased song. She says, Your hands all tangled in my hair must be chemistry. My plans are whatever you want, baby. You got all of me. Save me, save me. I'm falling in love with this kiss. I'm so high, I'm so high, it's making me sick. Lay awake, thinking every sing of every single what if, I admit, never felt like this. Baby, I'm looking at you and I'm terrified. Maybe I knew that you'd be so damn hard to find. I'm waiting all my life for you. Every night I want to die for you. I don't never want to cry for you. Need you to stay. Baby, I'm looking at you and I'm terrified. Um, Now verse two. Here's where things get interesting. First of all, being terrified of love. Shut up. Shut up. You're gay. Second of all, verse two. Whether I'm asleep or awake can't get you out of my brain. When I'm in the car, it's getting hard and I wind up at your place. Are you asleep? Be awake. I need to kiss your face. Those green eyes. These L.A. skies, I hope they're here to stay. Ooh. I mean, come on now. Any number of people can have green eyes. Austin did have, I believe, hazel eyes. But the eyes that Camila's always brought up, planet green eyes, your beautiful eyes. She's got the most beautiful emerald eyes. Come on, we know whose eyes they are. And I love a, a gay girl with green eyes. Like... Am I just so at home in this content? I really am. Jen, can straight people have green eyes? Bro. That's a good fucking question. Right? So, remember I said if we got a mention of green eyes, and that's not the only green eyes mention we're going to get, but terrified? Come on. LA skies, green eyes, they're living in LA. Come on. What are you so terrified of? Come on. It's good shit. That makes me so happy. I'm like literally grinning right now. Just like, oh yeah, we're home, guys. We made it home. Another unreleased song called Leave for Good. It is set to Katy Perry's Hot and Cold. And I don't know that there's anything so explicitly queer about this, but it's she's going back and forth with someone, you know, and, and the, the hook is, are you going to stay? I wish you would. But if you're going to leave, then baby, leave for good. She says that over and over again so she's back and forth with someone in this this unreleased music time and she also said it to a gay song katy perry like gay icon like hot and cold come on so you know this is someone one day i'm all you need then you don't text me for two weeks like it's we're just establishing that camila had like a, a hot and cold you know on and off kind of are you leaving or staying um situation which i think if cameron did happen they were not monogamous girlfriends. I mean, we've said it once, we'll say it again. But, like, I think we're going to come up with our final takes on Lauren's episode. But I think we're, I'm, I think it's good to establish, like, yeah, Camila had something really confusing going on during these years. Let's talk about the song Bad Things. The song that she did with Machine Gun Kelly. Now, this was released. But, I mean, you guys know the song. It's just about, it's very much about something that's complicated. I don't, I don't care, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, it doesn't matter what you do, I only want to do bad things to you. Um, now, bad things, kind of a queer, like, way to sort of frame a relationship, but also just confusing, you know. I also think it's worth noting that she says, the way we love, it's so unique. Um, so, a few notes on bad things. I mean, listen, that's Machine Gun Kelly's on the song, like, you know, who knows what's going on there, but... Um, you Shaped Space is another unreleased song. 
it leaked in 2018. We're not sure when it was written, but this is about someone she misses. So she says, I woke up just to miss you. I woke up to check my phone, see if my phone decides to whisper. You said you needed time. So I made the clock move quicker. Honestly, you were my only friend. I hate to say I need you. Look for you and everyone. And all it does is feed the urge to call you. So I made myself delete you. Jenny, who Jenny is like one of Camila's best friends, said it's the right thing to do. Um, to me, is it loud where you are dear? There's a silence here. Where are you? Where are you anymore? Because there's a U-shaped space where your hands used to be. Baby, there's a pillowcase where you lay next to me. It's 3 a.m. You know, I can't cure the vacancy. Oh, baby, there's a U-shaped space where your hands used to be. So... This is about someone she misses who was her only friend and is gone now. Now, we'll talk about this on another song, but Camila, like, definitely wrote songs about Fifth Harmony after they broke up. Uh, I Have Questions is a song that's, like, about them. And she gives this interview. I think she, like, got interviewed by a psychic or something as, like, part of a promotional for some singles or albums or just herself. And then she talks to some guy after, I think, guys, sorry, that it's sometimes when there's, like, a compilation of interviews, it's hard to, like, find the raw interview and get the full context. So, sorry if I'm missing the context. But she's telling some guy, like, I believe she basically said, like, the day after she left Fifth Harmony, there was someone who was, like, her best friend that was gone. Just completely gone. And she, you know. But she says the song I Have Questions is about them, but it's also about multiple people. So it's about the best friend, but also a, a group of people. So it's kind of obviously about, like, Lauren and Fifth Harmony. Um, and I just think, you know, she's saying she's revisiting similar themes in this song, but she's also saying this is a lover who's gone. So, like, who is her best friend or her only friend that's gone now? I Lauren matches. It just does. Um, so that's some good shit. There's a song called Unforgettable that was supposed to maybe be on Camila, the album. So it's like from 2017. Um, this song's interesting because it sort of, it got, it got left off the album, but it got like fully produced basically. And she's saying, you know, it's just like kind of a girl's fun song. So she says, let's ride right now. Time is ticking and we're home right now. Boys are blowing up our phones right now right now come right now spend life living with the windows down sundown we ain't going home right now so this is like oh we're like the boys are blowing up our phones we're partying like whatever this is me and my friends me and my girlfriends um and then it's we know because we're un we could be unforgettable um so it's just like oh we could have the best night we could be unforgettable tonight you know kind of but uh in the post chorus she says you know i got that mm, you like and everybody's got their shadows. We're trying to own it in the morning. We're on tomorrow. We're unforgettable. But that mmm you like. So this she's singing this song like, boys are blowing up our phones right now. Like, you and me, girl, like, they're coming for us. But then she has the mmm the girl likes. So I'm not saying this is for sure about Lauren, but I think it's really fair to say it's about a girl. <laughs> Let's talk about South of the Border, because what's a gay conspiracy pop girl without a collab with Ed Sheeran? So South of the Border, it came out in 2019. Um, so Camila's verse says, he got that green eyes, like we said, giving me signs that he really wants to know my name. I saw you looking from across the way, and suddenly I'm glad I came. Then she has a couple lines in Spanish. 
So those lines translate to, come over here, I want to dance, take my hand, I want you to feel my body, I want to feel your body in me, you are shaking. So there is a video of Camila explaining, of translating her line in if Spanish into English to Ed, like while they're writing the song or just talking to each other about it. And Ed kind of like laughs when she says, you are shaking. And she's like, no, no, it's, it means something different in Spanish. So the Camerons, many of whom are Spanish speaking, um, say like, no, it doesn't. It means you're like shaking. Like that's their body is shaking. And everybody says that Ed kind of stopped to pause and laugh because, and Camila kind of tried to make an excuse for it because like, you really say like, when you're fucking a guy, like, oh, baby, you're shaking. Like, you're shivering. Like, I feel like that's very, like, fair enough. Anybody can be shaking about anything, can be excited, can have be having a moment. But, like, to say, like, oh, you know, we're lovers. Oh, your body's shaking. Like, I feel like that's something you would say to a girl. So. I don't know. Do men not shake? I just feel like it's more of, like, not during sex. Like, I don't know. They're just fucking, you know? Like, they're not. I guess. I, I mean, listen. Like I said, anybody can, like, be excited, like, heading out to the dance floor, like, oh, my God, my heart's pounding, I'm shaking, like, whatever. But this is a Cameron theory. This is not something I came up with. But the fact that she sort of, like, qualifies it to Ed and is like, no, no, it means kind of something else in Spanish. And then they're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. That's not my moment. That's a Cameron moment. But it is a green-eyed muse. And this person is speaking Spanish to her. It says, I love his lips because he's saying the words, te amo, te amo mami, te amo mami. Don't wake up. This love is like a dream. Now, in like 2018, Camila tweeted something about like, oh, I'm dreaming. Don't sleep on me or whatever. And eight months later, six months later, Lauren tweeted something similar about, oh, it's all a dream. You know, don't wake up from the dream or something, something similar. And if it happened the day or like within a few days, I give it to them. But since it's six months apart and people dream and talk about that and like sleeping is very much like an icon iconography kind of like a pillar and people that like are poetic talk about like oh i'm dreaming my dreams i i don't count it but um this whole like you know green eyes taking your time uh don't wake up um this love is like a dream so that's a favorite favorite cameron song and and i mean Sean's not going to be saying tell my mommy to her. Like, I don't I mean, I guess if he's from LA. No, he's from Canada. Like, he doesn't speak Spanish, like, maybe a little bit, but. I don't think most Canadians can speak Spanish. I right. think if anything, they learn French uh, second right. language because Quebec is. Right. French so, like, but of course, Lauren yeah. is fluent in Spanish and she and Camila would speak it. And, mm -hmm. you know, if, what if that's something, you know, Lauren said to her? Um. <sighs> Uh, we already talked about the the song I Have Questions, but if you go read the lyrics, like, I'm not going to go beat by beat because we have a lot to cover. But, um, you know, she mentions hotel rooms, uh, which, of course, seems like hotel rooms get brought up in songs and she's in hotel rooms with, with Lauren all the time. And she says a few things. I do have to say, like, I have questions for you. Now, she's heavily insinuated this is about Fifth Harmony and maybe even directed more particularly at one person in Fifth Harmony. but. She says, I have questions for you. Number one, tell me, who do you think you are? You've got some nerve trying to tear my faith apart. Uh, number two, why would you try and play me for a fool? I should never have ever trusted you. Number three, why weren't you who you swore you'd be? I have questions for you. 
Um, she also says, my name was the safest in your mouth. Why'd you have to go and spit it out? Oh, your voice. It was the most familiar sound, but it sounds so dangerous to me now. So, like, talking about voices, um, it's just, it's, it's a little bit much for singing to her old bandmates alone. Could it be? Yeah. But I understand what they're saying, and it's sort of, like, seems like a romantic song as well. Let's talk about my favorite theory. The song Havana, which I know you guys all know. Havana's, like, probably Camila's best song. So the song Havana. So there's not much in the lyrics to look, that's worth looking at there to me. But um, Havana's in Cuba. So Lauren is Cuban. So now Camila is from Havana. L Lauren was raised in Miami. But, uh, you know, is there something about why is she, like, riffing on this Havana? Havana, oh, nah, nah. Like, maybe she's thinking about a Cuban person, which could be Lauren. But the real tea about Havana is in the music video. First of all, I just want to say real quick, like Camila's music videos are really, really good. Like the, the music video for this, the music video for the song Bad Liar, or Liar, sorry, just Liar. It, they're Like a lot of them are really good. So like props there. Um, she's making some good music videos. So at the start of the music video, she's watching a telenovela and um, she and she, she's watching the telenovela, but she's also starring in the telenovela. So it's kind of like ugly, lame Camila that doesn't go out and dance. And then like movie star Camila is the, kind of the other Camila in the music video. You kind of like f see kind of both of them. But um, in the telenovela, she barges in on her partner cheating on her, who's a guy. But surprise, it's not her partner. Um, it's, it's her partner's twin brother. It's her boyfriend's twin brother. And so her boyfriend is hiding in the closet. And he comes out and they kind of talk. And one of the things he says, she was like, you're in the closet? And at one point he says, I came out of the closet for you. Like, that's just dialogue, he says. So is she playing with it and just, like, kind of making a joke, like, huh, you know, lol, came out of the closet? Or is this something about who the song is about? Like, because the telenovela and the movie Camila is the fantasy Camila. And the real Camila is sort of, like, watching this stuff happen. So in her fantasy, her partner, who reminds her of Havana... And thinking about Cuba and Havana comes out of the closet for her. It's just good. Also, in the music video, um, there's men in the music video in one section where like they both try and dance with her, and then they end up dancing with each other. She's like, "Oh, they're gay." So it just she's bringing gayness into the music video, um, and she shakes off those guys. They dance with each other, and she's looking for her real love interest, who is a guy in the music video. Um, she gets to the real love interest they have a moment but then at the end she like turns to leave and he's like oh you're not going to be with me or whatever and she says no i choose myself which is basically what she said you know she did when she left fifth harmony she chose herself she chose her own career she bet on herself she wanted to leave the group and i don't know the guy's just like oh you're not going to be with me and no she chooses herself um so there's more that there's a lot more that goes on in that music video, but those things stand out to me as like, I think this song literally could be about Lauren. I don't know. Um, the song in the dark, I'm not 100% sure if it's about Lauren either, but she does like she says it's about a new crush she had. Then she was at the Grammys with them and they were like running around and she was just like, who are you in the dark? So um, the chorus is, who are you in the dark? Show me the scary parts. Who, who are you when it's 3 a.m. and you're all alone and L.A. doesn't feel like home? Who are you in the dark? So there's, like, comments. She says, like, oh, you know, you're scared of your emotions. You're hoping. You're not hopeless. But why can't you show me? Why can't you show me? 
I see you're looking for distractions. I can see you're tired of the acting. Why can't you show me who are you in the dark? Um, and it's just kind of gay. Like, why, you know, it's just sort of like, oh, you're being fake out in public, but I need you to show me who you are in the dark. It's also a good song. Um, I feel like, guys, I'm going to make, like, a playlist, like, Best of Fifth Harmony, which will have, like, the best of, like, 5H and then Camila and then Lauren and then Normani and then I don't really think Ali and that have any good music but um all the stuff i like from them i'm gonna make because there are some gems hidden away in there and the last song and the song that did convince me like yeah i don't know exactly what went on and i don't know lauren's feelings about it we're gonna explore that next week but camila was fully in love in a very crushy crush way is the song into it um so into it is a really cute song about she gave an interview and she said into it is what she would say to the person like oh yeah i'm into it yeah oh i'm so into that oh i'm so into that let's do that so that's what she would say to the person and um so some of the lyrics the gravity can't hold us your hands are outer space now of course the moon planet green eyes the sun like is there like kind of a space thing she had going with lauren eh. um i can't make a sense of nothing and words just get in the way the this couch is getting smaller, but it's my favorite place. Don't even ask the question. You know what I'm going to say. I'm into it. Whatever trouble that you're thinking, I could get into it. I see a king-size bed in the corner. We should get into it. All the things I want to do to you is infinite. I mean, if you're into it, I'm into it. That's just kind of gay. Like <sighs> The second verse, I'm holding my breath turn, uh, until I'm turning blue. Don't save me. Don't save me. I'll fall into you. Um, and the thing about the couch getting getting smaller, that reminds me of the, um, like friends do, you know, you sit straight on the couch like friends do. Uh, so, you know, I can just see like her and Lauren like hanging out on the couch. Like, I'm sorry, but this song is really good and I would recommend listening to it. But also she gave this interview where they she stuttered and stu she started to, she was like, oh, into it. Yeah, I love into it. It's just I just had this crush on this person for the longest time. And she's in like a live audience interview where fans are there and they all kind of look around and start to giggle. And then she starts to giggle. I sent you this video, but like she just can't stop giggling and just, she keeps saying this person, this person, this person, it's never he, this guy, it's this person. Um, the interviewer even asked like, oh, does this person know it's about them? Because like the gender is not made clear from this interview. And mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, I don't know if they do. But she just says it's about a crush she just had on them for the longest time. And um, the other fun thing about Into It is when she toured, she closed out her show with this song. And she would always, 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 if there was a pride flag near stage on her tours, she would go grab it and pull it up on stage and dance with it for Into It. Um, so this, I just, come on, like... This, like, whatever trouble you're thinking of, I could get into it. Like, come on, that's, like, running around on tour. Like, I, and and just the fact that she sensed, like, people being, like, oh, there's a song about Lauren when she gave that interview. Because it's just, like, a few girls, like, they just look at each other, they make funny faces and start giggling. She notices, and she just starts giggling, 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 too. She will not gender the person. This interview and this song made me think that Cameron as a ship passes our standard in that there is romantic music about it. Remember, we were talking a long time ago, I think maybe even on the bonus pod, you know, we go on and on on there, but like, what counts if, what, do, what, what counts? And to me, it's like, if there's love songs about it, that's counts. 
And I do think this is a love song that Camila Cabello wrote about Lauren Hurry. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's just my take on that song. And it's, it's, I went into this thinking I was going to prove that Camila made up Cameron for attention. And I just think, she, I just think she used it for attention. But like, there's real feelings there. And it shows up in the music. And that, you know, that's what counts for me. So, um, that is all I've got today. Any closing thoughts? Any gayness you noticed in these songs that I didn't pick up on? I mean, what are we thinking? I mean, I'm kind of brain dead at this point. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like she probably is bi. Probably just played it up for a little bit of attention. Because she seems like an attention-hungry type of girl. She is. Very much a Rachel Berry tryhard. Yeah, so she probably just, like, leaned into it a bunch, and I don't know, I think even if she did certain things for, like, quote-unquote PR or whatever, like, um, doesn't mean that there wasn't anything real to it. I think most relationships that are used for attention slash PR slash whatever, like, also have some level of something real to them, so. Yeah, I don't know. I can totally see it, though. I feel like out of the conspiracy ships, it's the most likely one to have happened. And I actually think, I feel like I can pinpoint maybe even when something happened and we will talk about that on next week's episode um but yeah this is a case where i went in with a bias and while a lot of the shipper content is very silly and it's like yeah of course they hugged their friends and yeah of course the you know they joked a little bit you know that's just something fan service like people enjoyed to me enough of it comes off it's very genuine that like at least camila did 100 percent have like a decent healthy crush on lauren could be wrong but that's my take and um i loved it people out there who are cameron shippers i see what you guys see i fell in love with the ship in a similar way there are some downfalls to the ship there's some things where like i feel like the fandom failed the girls and took things too far we're gonna get into that next week but I, I get it. I love it. And now, I, to me, like, all the Fifth Harmony girls are always on topic at the blog. They're blog. They're girls of the blog now. Like, the way, like, we just started talking about Taylor and Diana, but then, you know, we sort of, well, we'll talk about Carly, too. Oh, we'll talk about Lily and Zoe, too. Oh, you know, well, we'll talk about Haley Steinfeld. Like, you know, we did an episode on her. Oh, Haley Kyoko and her girlfriend are on, you know. I'm happy to bring in the 5H girls as just all girls we're kind of keeping up with if they get up to anything. So, hope you guys enjoyed this long-as-hell episode. If you want to follow me on Tumblr, you can do so at whatiwillsay.tumblr.com. You can follow Kara at thatskeptalbitchkara.tumblr.com. If you want to support the show, which would be great, you can do so. You can search What I Will Say on Patreon, and you can follow me on TikTok at What I Will Say. And please stay safe in 2022. Please get registered to vote in 2022. That's our new thing. If you're not vaccinated by now, we can't do anything for you. But um, we're very upset about what's just happened with the Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade. So we ranted about that on the Patreon. You can check that out if you're a patron uh, for a bit. But um, that's going to be our new thing. Uh, and do we want to use the new sign-off? I don't remember what it is, so you'll have to do it. Please go use the code CAMSCAPED at uh, manscaped.com for 20% off all your manscaping grooming needs. Uh, and while you're doing that, remember to um, gooch... No, what is it? I don't remember know. To, remember to asslight, cooch keep, and girl balls, and... And gaslight, geek keep, and girl boss immediately. Right the fuck now. Bye, everybody.